0: Hey how's it going guys, welcome to episode number 24 of the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast with myself Michael Lindsay. Hope all is good and you had a great week. Um, I'm delighted to have another guest in this week and it is none other than Mr. Eddie Sheehy. For those people who don't know Eddie, um, you soon will know Eddie and you'll see what uh, an amazing human being he is. Um, Basically Eddie Um, founded the Kenyan Education Project in 2003 and basically what the Kenyan Education Project is it helps create awareness among people in Kerry of the difficulties faced by families in Kenya in particularly education for primary school children and secondary school children the project supports young people in Kenya um, by providing sponsorship to enable them to stay at school basically and get an education so it's amazing work that Eddie has done as I said since 2003 so a long long time he goes out most years along with his family uh, his children they also help in the building of classrooms and improving educational facilities over there so they do a lot of sponsorship a lot of raising money and they bring clothes over he has a um, a connection with St Vincent de Paul um, and as I said, goes over every year and um, supports the people um, in Kenya, in, in one of the villages there. So we'll go into a little bit more detail now um, with Eddie and find out about his life and his story. Um, so welcome, uh, Mr. Eddie Sheehy, to the Studio 7 Fitness podcast.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Michael. Thank you for the invitation um, to chat for a while about the work of the kenya education project
0: no worries eddie welcome thank you for giving up a bit of your time on the weekend now to to come into me um and i was i was chatting to your son Eamon, and he was giving me a bit of a lowdown on you <laughs> 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 so I've, I've been doing my research eddie okay, um uh, just to let the guys the listeners know like i i'd know eddie kind of ish as i said i know i'd be um obviously today you get to know him a bit more um, um and about what he's done and what he does um i know his his children uh, trina Eamon, and uh, dara um over the years so it's great to sit down with you finally eddie i've heard every, everyone i speak about you says is highly of you and uh, you're a, you're a gentleman and do great work so uh looking forward to, to this one so before we get on to as you mentioned there you and um, your your um your education project your charity that you founded um we're just going to um talk about a little bit about you i suppose um i heard you were born in castle island that's correct so you're a kerry man (laughs) man. that's right um and then you went to ucc that's correct and you decided to go into the teaching um industry uh sector so um was it was it was it something you had had wanted to do um eddie or how did that um teacher path work work out for you
1: well one member of my family was a teacher he was um, a presentation brother actually and uh, he taught um, in St. Lucia, in, in the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Uh, so we had very little contact with him. Uh, so there there wasn't any, any um, lineage or long line of teachers in my family. But when I was in secondary school myself, uh, I had a teacher uh, whom I admired greatly because n- not only did he make his lessons interesting and included everybody, and so on, but I, I admired him because he spent a lot of time uh, involved in extracurricular. Uh, he was he was huge into sport, which I loved, and he coached football and and um, he took P lessons as well. So he was a bit of an all rounder, and uh, had had a wonderful presence in the classroom, and everybody admired him. And I said, yeah, I'd like to be the teacher he is. So uh that that's that that was long before ever there was career guidance <laughs> in <the laughs> schools so um i think that's that's how i became a teacher and um, yeah uh i, I must say I, I i'm very happy that that, um, that that's the profession i went into yeah and um yeah and i ended up just alongside you here in Killarney in saint bridget's so i spent most of my teaching career uh here in Killarney initially yeah. teaching uh, geography and irish and then in the in the early 90s i went back to ucc and did a full-time year one-year course in guidance and counseling and when i returned into st bridget's i i got the role of guidance counselor in the school so the the remainder of my teaching career uh, was predominantly guidance a little bit of other bits and pieces and then i started coaching soccer as well in the school i had been involved in basketball initially but Uh, my own interest I never played basketball at a competitive level even though Castle Island is a huge basketball town okay and it was when I was a young guy growing up the basketball was really flourishing then Hmm. and but then soccer started in the early 70s so that that was my interest in soccer so we we had quite a bit of success here in the school with the girls many of them played with Killarney Athletic and some of them with Celtic and Fiery's and Master Gia so we had a good core so we competed at Kerry level and Munster level uh, so but um, wow. yeah, so I enjoyed. I must say, I enjoyed my my stint in St. Bridget's.
0: Yeah, no, it says, and that's literally just next door to, to to me. I was in there a couple of times over the last couple of years, talking to leaving girls. They were going into their prees, I think, and just okay. about managing their stress a little yes. bit. And I was really enjoyed I really enjoyed. It's a lovely school, it lovely, is. lovely, lovely people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the fact you got into guidance and guiding young people through, um, the process because you know we've all been there. We all were kind of really don't know what we want to do really at that age Mm -hmm. but just to give that a little bit of guidance um uh, and and just touching on what you said before about the teacher um and that's good because that teacher made an impression on you which ultimately maybe gave you a bit of a shift towards that industry which is great because you know you might get some teachers that you might go the other way um whereas uh whereas um you know i remember a couple of teachers that really stand out that i remember from primary school even that that as you said included everyone there was one lady who was doing a lot of, the, we used to call it circle time in the morning and she was probably doing a lot of mindfulness stuff. This was back in probably 91, right. 90, where before, every morning before for 10, 15 minutes we'd go into a separate room and we'd sit in a circle and we'd do some little um you know gratitude stuff and, and stuff that we tell people to do now, but it was she was probably way ahead of her time. That's so what, point, people yeah. like that, as you said, would stick out of you mm-hmm. and would be, you know, and just give you that know the empathy for for helping others um which you've obviously you know taken through um your um into what you have been doing so um and then you met a Cork Cork woman. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be yeah. a bit a bit of fun on Monster Final Days, was there, uh, Eddie? There
1: was. There was. Always, there was great, always great banter on 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 Monster Final Day. Yeah. And and Carmella was a, was a, a true rebel. Really, she even though um, she came to Kerry in 1977, so she spent more, all her adult life in Kerry, but she never lost her love of her love of place and love of Blackpool and the North Side of Cork City. So so uh, yeah she was passionate about the hurling and yeah she was crazy about christy ring and dennis colin and jack lynch all the sporting heroes and and the north yeah. side of Cork city and of course Ray keen as well and she became i i was a man united fan since i oh, i remember know. all my life so um, she 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 became a great man united fan <laughs> and we were a great man united house as well apart from eamon so um to be on my side i think the liverpool family uh, yes <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we carmel often said that um we, we got the wrong baby in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> but um
0: i'd say as well because i remember she used to see pictures going up and she'd be in the
1: cork jerseys that's and, right.
0: and, uh, and i'd say it was it was good fun yes. um and uh you know she's a passionate and and a woman who supported you a lot through the africa um she projects did. and stuff
1: she did and um um right from the start in, in 2003 when i first went there um I had always this idea that I might like to go to Africa because I was teaching a lot of geography early in my career, and I was always interested in yeah. in um, the economic and uh, third world and developing countries issues. And then when we got married and had the lads, I kind of forgot about it. And then this opportunity came up in two thousand and three, and she really pushed me out the door and said, "Go far it, go on, go." And that first year I went, I was away for nearly a month, which was a long time really yeah. to be away from family and that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and and then when I came, came back, back and she saw how um how um emotional i was about the whole thing and and so full of it and wanting to speak to people about it yeah yeah and um, she said okay look it's if, if you want to do something with it she said okay let's 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 give it a formal name let's let's put a structure to it and we were sitting outside one day having a cuppa and she said oh, what should, what should we call it and we ended up calling it the Kenya education project wow yeah and that was soon after the first trip and um
0: so she was a catalyst really to to kind of push was. you to, to say look and she could see in it, it lit up something within you and it, and you yeah. were, and you were buzzing about it when you came home yeah um and because
1: it, every year then afterwards like it was tough she, she was the person who was left behind but now the lads were getting older at that stage and it was easier and so i got to go off in in the in the early years i used to go for about three weeks maybe uh around 20 days three weekish um because the the secondary school had just started in 2004 and there was a great buzz there they took in a hundred young boys and girls from the from the village and um the, the secondary education started and i being a secondary teacher myself i spent a lot of time in the classroom in those those early years so i would i would go over for the few weeks and um spend the days in the classroom maybe teaching geography teaching english and then in the evenings we had we had sports and of course that's uh, at the time I had done some coaching courses with the the FAI I had done Kickstart 1 and Kickstart 2. Oh I remember those, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and uh, so I got I got interested in uh, because sport is huge in the school and it was, it was a great way of connecting with the boys and girls in the village and I coach in the evening with one or two other teachers and Now they had very few facilities so I'd always take um, soccer balls with me and gear and so on like that and even football boots. One of the first years I had been there when I was coming away I promised one of the teachers, Tony, that if I was coming back next year I would bring some football boots and I kind of forgot about it and then I remember we got some football boots and I went out the following year and I had this big long bag and I had 29 pairs. I got 29 pairs of football and boots into the bag Jesus. and the morning I arrived, Tony was there. He said, Eddie, we're going to a soccer competition today. Did you bring the boots? You were like, here I go. Here I go. <laughs> Here's 29 so, boots. Is that is yeah. that enough? So I said, just as well, I remembered. And they, took, they went off to the football competition and they were delighted because they told they me afterwards it was the first time they felt they could compete as equals wow. with other wealthier schools because wow. previous to that they they were playing barefoot Jeez. Uh, without boots or socks so oh. we had the socks we had the boots and uh that gave them a lift straight away like do you yeah know, that yeah. was that was amazing that was amazing for them and it gave them a lot of confidence and like lads in the slum now they lived for their sport and they, you know, if you gave some guy a gift of an Arsenal jersey or a Man United be jersey the, or a Celtic be jersey, best. They were best buddies. <laughs> so and and even today, like if you walk, <laughs> if you were driving through Nairobi or some of the other towns around, you could see a fellas wearing a Dublin jersey or a Cool Camp jersey or a cart jersey. Or the the, the, yeah. the sports jerseys are everywhere.
0: That must and, be a nice feeling for you to see that all oh, those yeah. jerseys around the place.
1: Yeah. One day, a couple of years ago, I was on the bus coming back to the village. I had been down in Karen a wealthy area, and um, Dara, my son, had got some um, some tops through a, through a supplier in M.D. O'Shea's, and um, and we had distributed them through the Saint Vincent de Paul to, to poor families. Um, and I was coming along the bus. Next thing, this lady got on, and there she was, like, <laughs> wearing one of my tops, oh, no. and I said, "I know that jersey." So it was great to see that. And I remember the very first year I was there. You know, I was kind of just. Uh, dipping my toe in the water and observing and watching the carry on and all the rest. I remember one Sunday afternoon I was in the village and there, there was a big field across from where we were staying and uh, that's where everything happened, all the, the, the school co- uh, coachings was there and the PE went on there and then the adults would play there in the, in the yeah. evening and at weekends and there was a big game one Sunday afternoon anyway so I went along to watch and they were all waiting around Waiting for the referee to come to start. The next thing, the referee arrives wearing a Kerry jersey. Oh no! There was a Kerry jersey somewhere. You find yeah. It, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant story. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, they, they, and then there were teams in the village as well. And then there were some evenings I, I, I might do a bit. Of, I might do a bit of coaching in school, and then go down to the village, and there'd be another twenty or twenty-five the mad mad to mad play like and get just to practice the drills. You know, m- m- like I had basic drills now from Kickstart One and Kickstart Two. Yeah. And uh, and they would stay there until darkness came around seven. Jeez. And they'd be, we'd have a, a, a bit of ground inside in the middle of the, the the village, and like the sheep could wander in there. And there was no grass on it, and it was dusty and dry. Yeah. And hence, their boots didn't last. Like that was the problem. That, that very long, yeah. Boots, yeah. They, they get bro- and then some of them were so delighted with their boots, they'd be wearing them around the village, like just walking around with walking them around, and then and then like because there are no footpaths or anything, so the boots got damaged very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So the the whole issue of of supplying boots was a big thing but other schools then i used to visit as well schools from australia especially and especially teenagers they bring boots over to them and yeah we kept bringing boots every year and then maybe uh, some years we'd give them money and they'd buy boots in the local market. You could pick okay. up boots in the local market, but you'd have to travel into town. so on a few occasions I travel in with one with Tony now who's really enthusiastic and we, we'd buy maybe fifteen or twenty pairs and they'd be used for training after training they'd be put into a sack and kept in the school and kept so they wouldn't be getting damaged. Yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, get damaged yeah they wouldn't get damaged and then they'd be used for the big games Foot for the oh, that's brilliant yeah. yeah and the same with footballs i remember taking footballs over and and getting getting money from schools here to buy gear and buy football yeah. and you'd you'd and th- th- you know i'd arrive with a sack of balls and 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 i'd have the, the night bag with the balls in it and all the kids it was like the, the, the that the manna from heaven like oh, <laughs> Father the on. christmases or yeah <laughs> and and then that's actually next thing eddie there's a ball burst that it, it's going to it does the it, it plant called, it's an acacia tree and it has long thin needles okay, if that goes in there straight oh, bang it's gone yeah so like the wear and tear element was it, very yeah, very high been. so and then um the ball might be kicked over the wall into an adjoining premises or something, and so, so keeping football supplied is a is a is um is a challenge, and and trying to provide a budget in the school for yeah. sport, especially they became quite successful actually, and they won out their own brother Bozang is the name of the school when it opened, and the the system they have there you compete in your own local area first, and if you come through there, then you go to regional. And then after regional, you go to county, and after county, you kind of go to like yeah, yeah. all Ireland. There's so some talent there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and they actually reached the highest level wow. one one year. They had a great group of lads, but um, and they had a very they had a very passionate guy as well. I, I met up with he he was a, a, a an arson supporter. He was living in the village, and in the first year or two, he saw me uh, coaching the guys and doing the drills and so on, and he came over to me and said, look. CAC is my name, I'm big into soccer, I love the sport. He says, would you would you show me the drills and so on. I remember sitting down with him and got sheets of paper and did all the drills out for him. Okay. And then he did that when you he went away? Did those and he and then a young a girl, a volunteer from England was there on one or two occasions, Julia Douglas. And uh, she was a volunteer teacher as well. So they set up uh, an academy in the village called the Young Talents. Wow. for all the young boys and girls, mainly boys. So again, when I when I went there during the summer, and uh, like uh, the week was spent in the school, the weekends then was with the academy. We would train Friday evening, and twice on a Saturday morning and evening, wow. and maybe have a game on a Sunday. They were, and some of those guys in those early years now, or oh, seven or eight, are playing in playing professional soccer in mean, no Kenya way. yeah wow. maybe in the first and second division they were Jesus, oh, yeah really they were amazingly talented and they were, and you know and like the conditions were so difficult for them like here in Ireland we have all weather and we've grass and you can you can and um, judge the pace of the ball and the bounce. They're like oh, it's going like yeah. a yo-yo. And yes, like so could, could they play like and defend and?
0: And then if you put them into a into a pitch or a flat pitch, oh, like they'd be flying, like because you know? they've got all their their they touches the that, and their control have, yeah. off a bad pitch, like That's right, so they're so going to yeah. be very good on, yeah. on a good. It
1: reminds pitch. me of when I reading when I read about Pele and his young days growing up in Brazil. That like, was kind of the same kind the of street thing. football, and yeah. even even in the nineteen sixties, even and You've spoke about that in John Giles in yeah. Dublin, street leagues and yeah, yeah. Hopping, being hopped off the country. And oh, back, like, and I remember so.
0: that in my primary school you're playing we were playing with tennis ball some stage Gosh, you know just yeah. uh-huh. and you'd actually get a But you, you'd learn a great touch of a tennis you ball boys. and then we had sponge balls do you remember oh, you yes. we weren't allowed the leather ones in school mm-hmm. yeah. and they'd be end up on roofs and everything but like it was playgrounds and in the streets where we did it, you know yeah. that, and that's that's where you learn mm-hmm. and you look like Robbie Fowler and people like that's where they that's, that's where, where they, they learn but that's really interesting there
1: yeah so the sport was a was a lovely link and I even found it in school as well. Like it's when you're in education, and and if you're involved in something outside of the classroom with the students, whether it's sport or debating or whatever it is, you get to see. The, I, I always found you got to know them and see them in the, in a different environment, yeah. and and the kind of you might see the they real are. the personalities came is, out yeah, more. And I it, find so. sport
0: and like I was been involved in soccer for about thirty years. I'm, I'm i was semi retired. Now I'm fully retired after a Achilles injuries off. last year. Um, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> you never announced that did you? <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, yeah. Hang the jersey up. Um I actually went down there last day for a meeting. It was nice actually just, it's been a year since I nearly did it just to kind of show the face and maybe mm-hmm. do a few bits of work with the lads uh, in regards yeah. to strength and conditioning and stuff. Yes. Um but just from I think that helped me a big when I was younger about, you know, that communal, that that team that um getting out and expressing me it was always like a de-stress for me as well it's yes. like you could be stressed for school or home mm-hmm. whatever it is but it was always a nice release and I, did, I enjoyed it and it was just a passion of mine and I found like you know that's where I could express myself the most was on the pitch and it's yes. amazing what that can bring yes. sport and, and like in carry you know it's, it's it's great in regards to football um, and what that does mm-hmm. um, for, 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 for boys girls that, that community feel but as I say bringing that over to a place that didn't really have balls didn't have you know and for, for to see the reaction of it i say um it must have been a huge yeah, a huge was, for you guys
1: it was yeah and uh, i remember walking the village and and uh, you'd see little huddles of groups of young boys boys and um, playing and all they had was a plastic bag and wow. a piece of plastic and they had filled it with other bits and pieces and tied it and, and they come. that was they made their own ball,
0: ball. Uh-huh. wow yeah wow that's something that's something to see and they said yes. they, they, you know they they use what they had and they, they, they had, still yes. probably were you know loving playing kicking that around all day like yeah, and then when yeah. they got a ball a real ball it was yeah. like wow wow,
1: wow yeah, yes. that's yeah. brilliant Eddie so when, when when the school when the school was opened uh, in Bulbul village like it, it it transformed it is transforming the life of young people there it's giving them an education and they have the sport and they're they and they're proudly going down the street in the evening wearing their brother Bozang uh, uniform yeah, and it's yeah. giving them a great sense of place and pride and yeah. self esteem as well yeah, as, that's massive. Yeah. and um, yeah very good so sometimes it only it only takes a small little bit you know a, a little
0: a small change
1: can can bring about oh,
0: it's massive and I talk about it all the time that one little change, that one kind of change of thought or direction can literally change somebody's life and that's, that's what you guys are doing so you know mm-hmm you know acknowledge you for that um okay so we'll just go back a tiny bit you know just before um you came home and yourself and Carmela was you sat down and put the name together you went on a mission was it trip beforehand um yeah. was it to that area just just and then after you came back what did you when you went over and you went to the is it um i have the name of it here sorry the um, in bulba village, Imbulbul, Imbulbul village. Um, what did you see then on your first trip, and then sort of push you to come home and say, "Look, I, I'd want to help these um, th- this this village out."
1: Yeah. So when I went in 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 two thousand three, Michael, I was with um, a group uh, that included a, a nurse, um, a, a secondaries teacher, and a preschool teacher, and then our 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 leader was Kevin, Father Kevin Sullivan, who was a priest in Kilala. Now he had worked in Kenya for a number of years in Molo, in the north of north of Nairobi so he he spoke Swahili and he was very familiar with the country and that so he took us at that time he decided to take a group so we we stayed in that village in in Imbulbul and um, we traveled around quite a bit as well um, looking at uh, other other uh, missionary activities I suppose and meeting Irish people who were involved they're mainly religious uh, because there was still quite a few Irish there at the time and then when we were based in Bulbul, um, we volunteered in the primary school. It was only maybe three years up and running, and it had started out as a kind of a feeding station. And um, when when they, when Kevin McGarry, the priest, came to the village and and st- and, and developed the parish there, and um, he saw the need um, to look after young children and and um, so so they used to feed them every day, and then they decided look if you're if you bring them in to give them a meal every day, why not try and educate them so that was the start of the primary school okay and um so when I went in two thousand three, I used to pop down every day, and they, so did the others the nurse volunteered in, in the dispensary, Mary McCullough here from new street um uh, art now um M- Mary volunteered in the dispensary, and the others uh, and myself volunteered in the school and and uh so kind of when i went into the classroom and saw first of all the numbers there were large numbers in in the classroom secondly they were they were sharing desks there were four and five two desk. they wouldn't oh, have been wow. able to practice social distancing anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um uh so we were immediately asked to do a bit of teaching and and i i started helping the class eight. They were they were the final year in primary school. Now there's only a small group of them there and they were prepping for, preparing for um, the, the Kenya state exam, which was to happen the following November, the KCP, the Kenyan Certificate of Primary Education. So I started doing geography and history and English and and um, with them. And I noticed that the teachers had very few facilities, few teaching aids. like. Um, they didn't have coloured chalks, Um, they, they had very few textbooks or the teachers had very few reference books. So, uh, and what I also found was on the other hand the kids were so enthusiastic, I remember one day I was teaching a class up to lunchtime and the bell rang and it was time for their lunch and none of them moved, they just stayed with whatever we were de- doing, you know. As I say here in Ireland, a I minute mean, running, running out the door. They're, they're, <laughs> the, 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 the feet start shuffling ever before the bell rings. So that was lovely, and I suppose I I, I kind of responded to that, and um, I said, "Gee, gosh, you know, we have so much here in Ireland. You know, we throw out textbooks, we we dispose of stuff, yeah. and uh, and um, we have lots and lots of resources." So I, said, I was saying to myself, it would be great. To, wouldn't it would be great to help. Be, to help, and then there was a great enthusiasm because the school was new and the teachers were young and enthusiastic. And Kevin McGarry, the, the priest, was very enthusiastic. So uh, kind of that, That's what. That's what led me to 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 go back year after year. And to, I suppose one knowing that th- there were small ways that we could help. Yeah. And secondly, then there was so much here we had in Ireland. That we could share with others. That, that that I felt that as well. We were in the middle of, oh yeah, 0- six or seven. They were the Celtic Tiger years. And, okay. You know, yeah. life was crazy then, and um, so, um, then because the school was set up by the, the parish themselves, it wasn't a government run school. So the government, oh, okay. the, yeah, the government wasn't playing wasn't. any part. They in financing. yeah, okay. yeah. We, we were teaching in, in inside, we were teaching in corrugated sheds. Oh, wow, that's what they were corrugated sheds with, with pebbles, stone on the floor, and, and noise and racket coming through. Now, there were window frames, but no glass, so all the dust from the road that there was a road nearby, and there were big trucks going down to a quarry constantly. Uh, and as the, when the truck passed, the, you'd feel the vibration in the classroom, the dust would come in the window. Wow. It was really and then when it got very hot in the middle of the day the corrugated iron started tingling. It was like being in a sauna. It was so wow. warm, yeah. And the body heated the kids, there were so many of them stuffed into the classroom and, and that. So it was it was quite challenging, is which it was very eye different. Opening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for it was sure. eye opening. Yeah, yeah. And then we travelled in other parts of the country and, and we, we visited one or two boarding schools and boarding is huge in Kenya. How was it if 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 families uh, scrape money together, if they have a bit of money, they they want their kids to go to boarding school because one girls especially they'll be safe, yeah, hopefully safe, and they'll um they'll have they'll have electricity, they'll have regular food, and they have they have a good chance of getting an education. Okay, and um, so we, we visited so some of those boarding schools, and again the numbers were, you know, big numbers in the boarding schools. And, and even and I visited another area where there was an Irish uh, uh, sister from Roscommon area, and she, it just they, they had kids so young, preschool, even earlier in there, and the level of, of vocab and, and text that so that they were that they were learning at that age, like I said, she was we wouldn't be doing that hardly in 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 first and second class, you know. So education is huge, uh and. All families want to get their children educated because they know it will give them um, an escape route from poverty and from the difficult living conditions. And when, I, when, you, when you speak to some of the staff now in the house over, say the cooks, and um, they, they all want their children educated. And I know one, one lady in particular there has sent her children to boarding school, and it's a battle. To get, really, to get the money together, or maybe they get sponsorship. Maybe one of the priests from Ireland would get sponsorship from a friend, and that would help. And um, and uh, it, yeah, there. I remember that when I went there first, you'd meet people around, and they'd always say to you, "I want. I'm trying to get sponsorship for my children. Will you help me with school sponsors?" sponsors. That that's so they're trying to the whole time, uh, yeah, yeah, time yeah, just to it, keep the children safe and yeah, get them educated. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. that's tough. It, it is, yeah. And then, um, so, uh, after the first year, then the, the Tony one he he was the principal at the time. Uh, he des- he decided to put together some profiles of the students from the slum from the village in Bulbul. So they 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 took photographs. They wrote a little profile, and I, I was given a few of those profiles. I mainly took the lads that I knew through the soccer yeah and um, and I brought those with me and I got a few that was the start of our sponsorship program then oh, okay yeah so each year then uh, people uh, people said oh yeah I sponsored him I sponsored him or her or whatever yeah, yeah. and um, th- the first year I think we did. eight I was thinking about it recently I said we had about eight eight to ten and now we're up to uh, almost a hundred wow that's yeah, amazing yeah. between primary and secondary here yeah. so um, and um, I think uh, p- when people hear me talking, or Katie, or my own lads, when, when they talk about it and tell the story, lots of people say, oh yeah, can I sponsor somebody, or I'd love to help, yeah. or what way can I help? And I said, look, the best way really is if you uh, donate to uh, to help a student stay in school and educate them for a year. It costs about 130, I think, at the moment now, it's gone up a little bit. It costs about 130 to keep a, a primary school student in school for the year. And that includes their books and pencils but it, most partly a meal as well They wow. get okay. every lunch time and then in the secondary school it's it's quite it's more expensive obviously yeah about 300 i think at 320 and uh, again they get they get a certain amount of their, a lot of their textbooks they do have to pay for uniform okay um but there is a fund there to help kids who are really needy and um uh, and so if, again, they get the hot meal. So everybody fed okay. in the school, the primary and the secondary. Now are on the one campus there, and between between the, the students and the teachers, I'd say they're feeding. They feed nearly nine hundred people every day. Nine hundred. Yeah, wow. Which is quite a challenge to
0: get a hot meal. Like all that yeah, food yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So. Um, and I read.
0: I read something. Sorry to. guess I read something on when I was doing some research, that um. You know, used to the. It, was, it would work kind of Monday to Friday kind of thing, the weekends, and it was something about when the, the cooks would say, come the Monday, that the kids would be very hungry um, because maybe they wouldn't have got as much sustenance or that nutritional food over the weekend, which is, you know, is, is sad. It is. Um. And would you find the the, 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 the kids, as you said, they, they really enjoyed the whole experience at school yes. and their learning, but also obviously the, you know, as you say, getting getting a hot meal and getting... Because um, I remember... um. I, read, I was listening to a podcast I spoke to you just before we started um, Amy N- N- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um she's um, a journalist with RT and she d- went out with you last year didn't you and, and with Eamon and, and did a thing um, uh, and she was saying she did the story about the cashew nuts where she oh, took it yes. and, and she got surrounded by because you know right. to get a snack like that they just wouldn't yeah. have, have been used to it so I'd say it's an eye opener as well to, to yes and, and the
1: thing about school it. is as well that it's an escape from yeah. the hardship yeah and um, you know, like many of them live in in appalling conditions in the village really? overcrowded. Like this could be the size of your this office here now could be could be their home and they'd be uh, they'd have a bed or two maybe stuffed into that corner, then a screen across the middle here and they'd have maybe a table and one or two chairs and their pots and pans and their giko for cooking, so yeah. and you might have five or six they're like you know two adults it's and four yeah so it's tough so getting to school coming into school early in the morning you know there's the whole obviously socialization yeah, thing yeah. and being with their friends but it's an escape from that from that reality from yeah. that reality yeah. of poverty and and uh, daily challenge of trying to put food on the table and mm. and, uh, and maybe if, if uh, we found as well that when you visit in the in the village and village uh, visit the homes. Many of the homes um, have just single parents. You know, and the mom is there on her own, uh, trying to trying to uh, put two or three and maybe four kids through school on her own. That's not that's that's, that's not, not easy. easy. To... And then maybe trying to trying to work part time. A lot of the women work part time. And two euros, two euros fifty or something. Two the average, of, of the average day, wage. Two three euros. Yeah. And they would they would clean houses they would wash clothes that's just do but, what they could yeah. do what they can to make a few bob and then they come in into the school and they pay a little bit of money each week to pay off the uh, to uh, if they don't have sponsorship if they don't they, yeah and they, then uh, through our sponsorship program now we arrange with the school that maybe that the, the that the families try and make some effort to contribute something not to be seen to be just taking the whole lot or we keeping the whole lot. That that they they have to kind of go out there and kind of uh, oh, fight yeah. and try and get, make, make a little a bit, bit themselves. themselves so, mm-hmm. uh, so we might contribute seven eighths of it, and the, the other. But lots of them then, like you, I'd uh, be walking down the village maybe during school day visiting, and you'd see some of the, some of the students in uniform. around I said hi. Hey, well, your brother was saying why aren't you in school today oh we were sent home for fees you know they'd send them home they'd send them home if they didn't oh, if, okay. if, they, if they if they don't uh, contribute portion, yet. Yeah. which is counterproductive as well but yeah but you see the school as I said earlier because it's not a government school um, the parish and, and the school now has to get all the funding to keep it going to keep it going yeah, yeah. yeah. and and uh, in the early years, there now we uh, we had a, a principal from Australia. He was a Christian brother, and he he was very dynamic, and he um he organised um sponsorship programs with with some of his former schools in Australia, and uh, some students came over and uh, he contacted past pupils, so a lot of money from Australia has come in to oh, really? Kenya into the oh, okay. into the village as well. So we're not the only contributors. But we we've stuck it out like we've we've we started in 04 and we're still we're still sponsoring and mm-hmm. and we've widened the programs now like because we're getting more funding and uh, not more funding but more people are interested in in, and in donating helping, yeah, yeah yeah so like we have the feeding program in the village there's a feeding program every five evenings a week and in the village where again students not they're not necessarily the students in Brother Bosang School they're just kids that, Oh, that, they could um, they're
0: not just just not just for the school oh, okay yeah okay they,
1: uh, they might they might be christian they may be attached to the church or yeah might, but they feed like in the, the schools now the, the schools have uh, christian and muslim kids attending because there's a mosque quite close to the school so they don't they don't uh, segregate or they don't um um uh, make any any um any division on the basis of religion, which is great. And yeah. that, that creates harmony in the village as well. You know, the the Muslim children and, and, and the and the, the Catholic and the Christian seem to get on very well and it's at, at the festival of Eid, you know, the big Muslim festival. I was there one September when that ended and all the the, the, the the muslim kids they have christian friends and catholic friends and they were invited to the party at the end of the oh wow that's and, lovely and, and it's the same at christmas then they they share their they share that their, with the oh, that's, that's, food and and stuff at christmas so that, that from that point of view the harmony is good and there's, there's nice cohesion there um so um so the the, the feeding program in the evening yeah is, is open to uh, like, again the parish uh, they have one or two people responsible for it and they they kind of know that they they handpick the families who need that little bit of help and they they encourage their their kids to come in in the evening now the young kids i'd imagine they're okay with it but if you're an older if you're if you're a teenager and you're wearing a school uniform and you're seen going to the feeding program you know that can be a bit um yeah yeah maybe soul destroying but look um uh, it, it's it's a, at the moment that feeding program is, is giving food to about eighty kids every evening. Wow, 80, that's amazing. Yeah, like between seventy and eighty, yeah, that that was a big undertaking because initially, uh, when it started, that was sponsored by um, a group in Canada, but I think they kind of pulled the plug on it. So we we stepped in. You and stepped we were, in. Okay. So we we're putting in about nine thousand a year like into that, which wow, is a lot wow, of money. that's a lot of money. It's a lot of yeah. money for us, but we we've been very fortunate. Like yep. you know, we had some good fundraisers before COVID. Yeah, yeah, that leads yeah, into my next question there, Eddie. <laughs> nicely, you lined yeah. that up nicely. Okay, uh, so uh, yeah, the, we started going back to the initial planning with Carmel and family. Like our first fundraiser was a table quiz. That's where it started. A, a that's where those
0: Yeah. And then, you, I know you do your, the, I know Katie and Trina are involved in the, in the coffee mornings you that's have. That's right, done. the coffee uh, mornings yeah, yeah, started yeah. a few
1: years ago, and that was a great uh, a source of income as well. And then as the word got out, about the project and that um, I was invited to schools to to speak about okay. the about the project and what it does and that and um, um, some schools have been very supportive like Trinity School now the Holy Cross Mercy yeah the Mercy yeah uh, have been very good and Connor Sullivan in the uh, the Mon has been very good okay and uh, while Carmella was in the Community College, uh, her school were very good as yeah, well. Okay. They all fundraised and and then. Other teachers, I know, say Brian O'Reilly. Brian now would have given me basketball tops for for kids and yeah, yeah. on, on occasions and football boots and that. And he did a big clean out one year. He gave me lots of gear as well. The clown athletic, athletic gear as well. Sorry. The athletic gear. The, is the athletic, athletic gear. <laughs> that's right. We got athletic gear. There's photographs in some of the older uh, newsletters. Yeah, uh, we we got we got sets. We got a lot of a lot of gear from from Athletic, which was great, and Celtic gave me some stuff as well. Yeah. So and Master Gear, so the soccer clubs are very good. I must say now locally. That's great. And then like when I'd speak in school, then the school the children would be encouraged to do a fundraiser, or right? it might be their confirmation year. Say up in uh, up in uh, Kulik, the the principal there who's now retired, Irene. Um, she was great. She really encouraged the, the, the sixth class to fundraise yeah. and I'd i get money there every year. So uh and then teachers who've gone out and volunteered over mm-hmm. the years um yeah. they when they come back then in their own schools they do a bit of fundraising and they'd invite me to go and speak and yeah so yeah. we have a we have a nice That's great work Seamus Braston now in Curra. Uh, he was out one year and Mike Finnegan and Sharon Courtney who's in Tralee. Denise Collins who teaches in Mallow I, a lot yeah. of teachers have gone out and when they come back then they they set up a fundraiser or they do yeah. A fundraising yeah I'm, I'm I'm
0: already thinking about one to do here now oh already. very good you could join us if you want in the gym we'll do a bit of a okay <laughs> yes yeah.
1: and of course I can't I can't I, I can't forget my own school St Bridget's yeah uh, I've had great support from them as well yeah and then um, they had a duck race they had a, the teachers did a did a 5k and the students sponsored them I think wow. last year and, um, yeah. oh yeah, tw- three teachers from the press were there in 2018, 20, uh, uh, 20, 20, 2019, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so again, uh, they were full of it when they came back. And um, as I said, they're part of the fundraising team now in St. Bridget, so all oh, oh, of that's amazing, a couple of hundred euro here, uh, here and there, like and, and suddenly they, they- makes a big difference. Show. It makes a big yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you, um I was very fortunate that um, Michael O'Sullivan, who's, who's ex chairman of Calaney, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike uh, works in D S B and uh, he approached me and uh, and taught me about um, electric aid. It's a social action wing of ESB and oh, okay. ESB workers can um, donate to that social fund if they wish. And um, uh, he said, "Look, I I put in a I'll put in um, a proposal for you." Uh, which he did, and we did all the paperwork. And for the last couple of years, then um, we get money from Electric Aid Ireland, and that's how we were able to start the project with the Vincent de Paul, okay. um, buying buying beds for again needy families. The Vincent de Paul volunteers would would um they would hand pick the families that are struggling who need a bit of uh, bedding and furniture. So when we go out then. We'd visit the homes again and see the conditions. We'd pay a deposit then uh, to the carpenter locally, the beds are made while we were there, and then the, the the remainder is paid, and we see the beds distributed before we come home. So there's great oh. excitement with that as well. That's and that's all, that's all thanks to Electric Aid. It's wow. been, yeah. That's
0: so everyone pulls together like that, and the community, yes. like, you know, I've said, i have probably nearly a local maybe at this stage, I've been here 10 years, but it's just, the community feel when everyone gets behind a, a project and, mm-hmm. um, and you know the you know the what you've done over the years, and you know yourself and Carmela working in schools and and just hearing from people, um, and you know they 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 can't you know do enough and rally around and kind of it's it's a lovely feeling when 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 everyone supports that, yes, and, it is. and then when you go over. And then you see the reaction of 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 the children, Absolutely. and that 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 you know
1: that that's what you do it for, yeah. you know. And and yeah, and and like the other thing I've learned over the years as well is that people here in Kerry are so generous. Yeah. They are, and as long as they know where it's the money is going, exactly. and that there's is the accountability. So yeah, like ch- chatting to you now today, or or I might speak in FUSA. Uh, during mission week or whatever in the past, and and any chance, any chance I have, I, I will always push home that point, like, yeah. that there is a great need out there to reach out and to help, but uh, we always we always have to emphasise. It's going to go
0: directly to that yeah cause. What here. we're
1: doing with it and yeah. and it, and that there's no middleman, and there's no. There's that transparency there. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, that's yeah, because
0: right. there's some charity. You know, have had a bit of a bad rap on on you know some charities have kind of, um, but uh. You know, it as you said, it's it's to make to make the people aware. Look, this is what we've done so far. This is what it's going to go towards. This is what your sponsorship money will, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, literally will be going. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So yes. that's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, just we touched on COVID briefly, but how mm-hmm. is that? How has that affected? Obviously, the fundraisers like you could do, like as I said, the coffee mornings and group stuff, haven't really been able to to happen. No so that's put obviously a strain on a lot of charities this year in particular uh i assume it's the same for you Thanks. guys and, and just just talk me through that how that's affected yeah because you now actually when i was reading up you you're looking to now help the school reopen safely life, with ppe yeah. and all, which is another cost so yeah. so talk us through that one, Eddie, how, how it's changed this year for yeah. you guys
1: from from the fundraising point of view first of all it, um you know i haven't been in any schools this year to, to do any talks uh, since since we've returned and then with the with the, with the, with the lockdown, obviously that that was out of out of bounds as well, um, and then obviously we, we 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 didn't hold the table quiz because we normally hold that at the end of March, so that coincided with 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 the lockdown as well, um, so that and the coffee morning didn't happen either. So yeah. so there were three there were three that oh, those those um, uh, fundraising arms are gone. Uh, now having said that um. You know we we still received money this year which was lovely uh, maybe some businesses or people who have been with us for a number of years yeah. they, they continued and giving us donations so uh, even though we have spent a good bit of money this year um, it, it was matched uh, nearly by, by, by donations okay. we received and I had a lovely a lovely um, um, link recently a, a past pupil of mine Michelle Buckley she's here from Killarney, was now a nurse in, in Maynooth. Uh, she was married to a guy called Tom Griffin, who was also a Killarney guy who was huge into the outdoors and mountain climbing and that. But he passed away suddenly last year, and a few months after my after Carmella passing. So we met and we chatted and um, herself and her sisters said they'd like to do a fundraiser. So actually one of Michelle's daughters um, climbed four or five different peaks locally. So we got uh, and fundraise for three charities, so we got quite mm. a bit of money from that, mm. which was a great boost. Yeah. And um, so and DOCUS, Docus Drama Group in Killarney, they, they, they support us every year. So they've done that dish and, uh, and I have a few families who are very generous to me as well around FUSA. So they've maintained that that link. So we're not doing too badly so and we had i always keep a bit of money in reserve anyway just in case there's a crisis or a, a demand um in regard to COVID, what has happened is that obviously the schools in kenya are on lockdown they they closed nearly before the schools here in ireland all right and um, and they took no chances and initially they were hoping to actually open next monday but i think the president has come out and said no they're going to r- literally right off the year and wait until january okay yeah so we we had provided sponsorship for this year you know when we were out last year we paid sponsorships for this year yeah so so because they were only in school january and february we we're assuming that the sponsorships will roll over for next the following year. january yeah. yeah but um now what we've done we've been able to get some money out and at the, the school the, the principal and the deputy they're keeping the school open and there's a they want to be there for kind of security anyway and have a presence there so again they have um they have handpicked maybe 50 to 60 families who are needy and again with each month we have done we have sent out about 500 euro each month and that's providing food for for those 50 families. to 60 families wow. yeah they they each get a bag of food, food items they it would be worth about fifteen euros. Now we'd say you mightn't get much for fifteen euros, but they are getting a lot of essentials. They're getting they're getting rice and they're getting um uh, the meal for for uh, cooking the the maize. They're also getting um uh, cooking oil and they're getting some toiletries and uh, soap as well because like. You can imagine here we, you can see here all the washing of hands we do we don't pay for water whereas in there in the village they have to pay for water they have to pay for it. water oh, every okay. every bucket of water they buy they pay so they wouldn't they wouldn't have the access to water that we have or or the the gels and detergents all of that so so all that is uh, the 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 package of 15 euros includes as much as possible. To give them food, but also some of the, the 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 hygiene equipment as well. So we're hoping to keep that going now up to Christmas, and then I was on. To, I was talking to the principal Peter shannon recently, and he when he was hoping to open the school next week, he wanted to have all the PPE stuff in place. So uh, he wanted money for uh, to buy a bed and a tent to have an isolation unit. Okay, in case yeah, what, yeah. and this disinfectant and water buckets and. Uh, signage and all of that so we have provided funding for that as well now that'll obviously be put on hold because the school isn't opening so even it, it's the first it's my first year since 2003 not going to kenya so I'm, i've am i missed i've missed that i've missed the trip out yeah and being being there and being able to handle the money ourselves and hand over the money and the same with katie and james mm. They they weren't able to do their their summer camp they normally do a summer camp in August for again oh, okay. uh, one of the teachers in the school who lives close to the slum she would know the family situation so she picks about 30 students and they do uh, they do a week of fun and games and activities oh, So with yeah. Katie and James and that was th- that they've done that now I think three years and it's been highly successful But sadly they, Katie was able, to go, we'll able to go this year yeah, yeah. so um, uh so we were fun, fundraising for that as well the coffee morning helped to fund that and then katie got some new new sponsorship in through that as well oh, so, very good. so you know anybody who comes in with us or gets involved they bring in new people and, and new funding and to it, stream yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is yeah, great yeah. which is great yeah so um we're hopeful that that um things will get up and running in january in regard to the extent of the the, the covid 19 i'm not sure uh, uh, I, there's very little media coverage from kenya yeah and um i i, I know that they, they 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 took it very seriously right at the start and they, yeah thing. they banned they banned international flights almost oh, right wow. away because i think the first case was actually brought in on a flight from from the us oh, okay know that's what they're saying but yeah. you know which is tough and and um but it, you see, it's very it's very difficult to enforce um, a lockdown and that because most of the people depend on, ca- the, the people we'd be helping, they depend on casual work, casual kind labour. And kind of cleaning yeah, and, and cleaning and the, yeah. gardening yeah. and security is another, you know, lots of the men uh, work as security guards at night in the homes of rich people. They're they're okay. just night watchmen, Ascari they're called there so a lot of well the Ascari would probably maintain their jobs but a lot of the others would struggle, would struggle because yeah. you know they're earning small money and when that when the small money goes they're they're, they're on the bridge effect then if they're trying to save for, for the children to to yes. school and, yeah. and contribute oh yeah stuff, absolutely yeah. yeah so it's a real it has a real spin-off effect a very negative spin-off effect on their lives um, but um it's great that that we've been able to help through the school to keep the connection and then um the vincent de paul have started um um, providing food parcels as well and we 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 had sent money to the vincent de paul so earlier on this year so it's all helping you know yeah
0: because hopefully all all going well maybe next august or something we'll be able to get back out there again yes yeah that'd
1: be great and tell me
0: about this eddie sheehy cup i heard great things about this oh, uh the, 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 the soccer tournament that uh right. gets, gets a lot of teams and uh, because, uh yeah. you have you have a cop named after you there you go <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> so is that like a tournament that's it's an a- yeah. annual 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 tournament? it's an annual it's like the seven side is it <laughs> yeah something like
1: that yeah um yeah one of the first years i was there the, the, the principal Laurie, uh one uh, wanted to start up inter 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 class competitions you know, yeah, and um, um. So that was the initial thinking, and and we bought the cup at the time, for it and on, uh. And then they had various different things during the year, and each class and each year group would get points, and whatever whatever group within the year, or whatever had the most points at the end of the year, they'd be awarded the sheehy cup. But this kind of the soccer took over, so then they decided that the sheehy cup should be played there <laughs> every year, uh. When I'm there, um. Uh, and it's a class competition and yeah. there's a boys and a girls competition oh, so year one uh, you know uh, and it's like, it, it can be run off very quickly because you have a uh, year one year two year three year four so you have only four groups and, and the, each year group is only able to put in one team which is a bit uh, harsh I suppose oh, okay, really because okay. you might have a lot of guys playing and the same with the girls so yeah it's run off and then and, uh, uh, every year then there's a massive afternoon. Then the final, the Well, the last couple of years now they've run it off on one day. Other years they've run it off over a few weeks, and then they have this big final afternoon. And and then we 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 uh, finance the medals. Tom Tobin sponsors medals. I like me? Tom, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and a player of the tournament for the a girl and a boy. And then we buy drinks or soft drinks and um, f- food as well Which for the winning team. I, so it sounds it sounds
0: unreal. I say that. <laughs> It must be amazing to have the, the medals and the trophies oh, for them. Oh yeah, like, and, and
1: they, they're really, they, they really go all out. They, they bring in um, qualified referees and they're in their referees gear and the teams are lined up before the match. And, and the Champions into, League The only <laughs> Champions League stuff. And, you know, whoever's Shaking there, the hands. hands yeah, Whoever is there with me. Eamon has been there, Dara has been there, Trina has been there quite a few times. Yeah. And uh, we're all introduced to the teams and then I, I don't enjoy the game because I have to sit down and see who I who I select as man of the match. Oh yeah, yeah, To, to do things. the an- analysis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we a few a few years then some of the some of the lads who are not interested in soccer um, are keen on basketball and they had we had helped to repair the basketball court so we ran off a basketball. Oh, blitz. brilliant as well for for some of the, the nba finals then oh okay. no, yeah it's, it is it, not as hyped up now as the football but aiming to be big into that now, he though. would yeah, yeah. He, 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 he can take on, on that basketball. project yeah yeah, yeah but um, i'll stop when i remember i i i'm there each evening i and i i help them to do i explain how to do the score the score sheet and so on like that but i don't ref i'm one of the teachers referees the boys and sure the amount of belting that goes on like yeah there's on a bit the of more, more contact that. i'd say that. Oh, yeah I, if you were if i was writing I'd be whistling every every play it, it would be stopped there'd be some uh, yeah oh, but they enjoy it and, and that's the main yeah that's the main thing yeah. yeah yeah and i remember going into visiting a home two years ago a young girl's home and uh, uh, that we had sponsored because when, when we when we go there we 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 try to visit the homes of the students. We sponsor. We do that with the school in the morning, and then we'd visit homes in the evening with the Vincent de Paul as well. But I remember being in one house and I looked and on the on the um, on the side. There were she had about three medals. There were three medals hanging. Oh, and, yeah. and Tom Tom Tobin puts the Irish, uh, the tricolour ribbon on them oh, for me, so they're they are easily yeah, identified. Yeah, yeah. She had about three. She had about three medals, and I said hey you'll be very successful oh yeah she says i i won i won the shea cup twice and i won <laughs> something else
0: that's lovely isn't it like it is, is, yeah. Because yeah, and yeah. they have them up prior to place then oh yeah, yeah. yes no, that yeah. must be really a really uh amazing spectacle to see what well, like, is and the
1: whole school comes down and like you know when we were in school ourselves like if there was class leagues like you'd be passionate about your own year group and yeah yeah and it's the same there and i, I if they if there's a um, at half time they all, all, the, all the rest of the class come out and they swarm around them and they're listening to the coach the teachers coach them and then at the end then the, the excitement and the dancing and the cheering and everything they really get behind yeah, their yeah, classes yeah yeah. yeah yeah, that's brilliant it is and they all go home singing and happy out then yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing to
0: see as I said it's uh you know the sponsorship as we've talked about and we'll just touch on how people can can do that Um but um I think on that with with Amy's piece she did um, they interviewed one of the pupils and oh, yes. he was a secondary school and he was hoping to go on to university That's and right. I found that amazing that yeah. that if it wasn't for that sponsorship from 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 the Kenyan education project that you know you set up and and all your as family worked worked on and, and still do that that you know young person might not have had that opportunity and then to see him now you know has aspirations he wants to go to uni and all that time that must be you know yeah really, that's really, really rewarding satisfying satisfying. It, yeah and satisfying yeah
1: and each year now now that we have a bit more funding we we try and and uh, sponsor a few people in further education and at the moment we have a guy who's married with two young kids and he has a job, a guy called Charles. I taught him when I was there. In the early years, he, he, he was in the first or second group. He was, the, he was the goalkeeper for the school team. That's what I remember. But some years ago, he approached me and said, look, he said, when I left school, I got a job. He said, I have no qualification or anything. And he said, I want to go back to college and better myself. And he said, I have some money saved, but is there any chance you'd sponsor me or get some sponsorship? He wanted to do a business degree you know, okay. in, in Nairobi, which would have meant going into the city in the evening, night time, four or five nights a week, maybe, and Saturday mornings as well. So I knew he was a very genuine guy, and very sound guy. So he went to the school and spoke with the principal, and I spoke then with the principal. So between us, we decided that the school would sponsor some of the fees, and we'd sponsor some of the fees, and he'd have a little bit of money as well. And he's now in final year. Wow. And he's almost finished, and he's been getting great marks in all his and a friend of mine who passed away a few years ago Jerry O'Shea from Kilmer we were great buddies when we were younger and uh, his second wife uh, wanted to honour him uh, and do something in his memory and she gave me money uh, a bursary to help put him through college yeah that's amazing and he's almost finished but sadly he contacted me recently there only a few weeks ago his house was burnt night recently in the village oh no! Way. yeah and he was living in a compound with his mom and maybe sisters and and he was working for the government in the government office and then his wife was running a tiny little shop from their home as well selling eggs and sweets and, and, and the whole ass burnt down yeah oh, so we were able to send him a bit of money to tide him over but um, I haven't been in touch with him now, but he showed he sent me some photographs of the corrugated iron all black and destroyed. Oh. Yeah, you mm-hmm. see the 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 density of the housing is very high there, so like if a fire breaks out, it, it, it could clear a whole stretch like very easily. Wow. Yeah, and so. there's a lot of population there. with there on that. There is the, the I'd say that's probably in the in the the area the village that we're familiar yeah. with now we see you have a high density of density yeah it's the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the density and and the, the closeness yeah. and even yeah. with COVID now that's a challenge for them as well like yeah. they're they're living on top of each other and there's like I was describing earlier what the houses are like and there's small rooms like there's very little ventilation and okay. fresh air circulating and that so like. It, it doesn't help the COVID situation, and it certainly does. If if there is a fire or anything yeah. like that, it's it's um it can have it can have have bad outcomes, you know. Yes, that's
0: where that escape, as you said, to school. Um, and obviously it's going to be pushed back now till January, but yeah. hopefully you know that that escape from that you know density and that closeness and that maybe that, that home them. life it gives them that little bit of an escape for it which does, is yes. and again like that like that people then on to secondary school now going to university um and that you know the the one who's kind of hopefully finishing his last year you know uh mm-hmm. sooner rather than later um but that just shows the power of the project so well, um,
1: and the education like it, it you know we use a quote there or we, we get quotes about education and that young Pakistani girl my remember the girl who was shot yeah, yeah, by the Taliban yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like look at what she did like through education
0: yeah. it's, it's amazing huge. and and huge. what um, uh, and you know because you were kind of an educator and a teacher and I think you've got that empathy uh, um towards children and education probably when you went over that what kind of struck you and you said look we can maybe help mm-hmm. uh, because you you've, you've worked in 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 that sector and yes. you knew the power of education what you had as from teachers and then you as a teacher and then you know what what that can help in 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 a place where maybe they're not getting the same opportunities that's as okay. over here so um that's amazing now just in regards to, to how people can help um the project eddie at the moment in regards to sponsorship where do they go where can yeah. they where can they uh, uh you know to donate and Donates, things like that
1: yeah um well we we have an account we have two accounts we have an account in the credit union here in killarney Okay. And we also have one in the TSB Bank here, Trusty Saving TSB Permanent TSB here in Killarney. So, um, and then we have uh, we have a Facebook page. Okay. And I think there's some contact details on that. And um, generally, you know, um, people will contact me or they contact Katie or Trina, Yeah. You know, kind of. Um. So. Um. It's kind of true word of mouth yeah. that we get the message out and then people say, oh, I'll, I'll send you some money or I'll, I'll um, yeah. put some money into the credit union for you or okay. some people have, have have set up a um, a direct debit, which oh, is brilliant. nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, there they're, that's how we get there. I suppose if we had a fundraiser like a coffee morning, yeah. Yeah. it would be. It it will we'd be out there we would be more visible you know yeah and um, but hopefully we can get 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 back at, at that level of fundraising next year yeah you has got you. Now, Katie Katie and Trina and a few of their friends climbed Carn too recently oh, I saw as well. some pictures there yeah, yeah. it was a rough them, day as well oh I think. one of the <laughs> worst Saturdays they could get but yeah. you know they, they, they got, got it they, they did got it. got down yeah. safely which was most important yeah and it um yeah we got a nice bit of money from that as well, oh, wow. which is That's great.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but as I said earlier, you know, I've I've kind of been thinking about it, and um, well, what we can do, but we'll definitely do something through, through the gym, um, Eddie, and um, Thank you very we'll, much. we'll raise, we'll, yeah, yes. definitely we'll raise we'll raise some um, some funds for you for sure, great. and Thank I'll you. I'll make a donation as well myself because uh, you know just I I'd. Obviously, from the last couple of days, just reading up and um, getting prepped for today, really, I found out a lot more and it's okay, it's inspired me as well. So thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to acknowledge that, um, Eddie. And, um, you know, I saw, was it from East East Kerry to East Kenya, you know, that was oh, a yes. love, you know, that title, I found as that was amazing it, oh, yeah. and how you, you know, people can make a difference and, and you've made it a huge difference uh, and your family with Carmela I said unfortunately she passed away last year so you know yeah. and she was a big supporter and, and, and pushed you because you weren't sure and it was really a catalyst and then the yeah. kids you know even
1: she, she always she was a, she was great um, to give support and she was in the background when it came to the table because she would herself and Dara would take it in hand and organise it and make sure it all went yeah, well Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, as i say in the school she was great in her own school she always promoted it and pushed for a fundraiser yeah. and and they did lots of fundraising in in in, in the community, in community yeah, yeah. College, yeah. yeah no, so she, we miss her terribly yeah yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure
0: she's an amazing woman and yes. um um loved by everyone you know yes. um uh, and everyone who speaks about her um you know says so highlight the same the same about you and all of yeah. the family so it's a credit to you um and i obviously to the guys um aim and trina and dara who, who go out and support you and katie and amy and and, and james and, and all That's the guys nice, who, yeah. who support you yeah and uh hopefully i'll get out there sometime as well great but, yes um
1: yeah there's and then um, i know every year there were two teachers due to go out this june on Farsi they couldn't go and then uh, Michelle. Know, is who who I spoke about um, earlier, Michelle is anxious to go as well. So there yeah. every year there are a few people anxious to go, which is lovely. The biggest challenge when student when um, volunteers go out is to get safe accommodation for yeah, them. Yeah. You yeah. know, I can stay I, I I have accommodation myself but um if we can stagger the times when people go out it, it's easier. I you get know? you. Yeah. yeah. Like it's 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 not as easy as saying somebody coming here to Killarney, they can rent an Airbnb. Airbnb yeah, it's a bit you know, different, yeah. yeah. You, you have to be so conscious of security and yeah. safety yeah. and hygiene as well because okay. you know if you go out there and get sick you're no good to anybody no you know if you have to make we have to be sure that that there's running water and clean yeah. water and that and in fails now in the school is at uh, the house I stay in the, 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 there's no problem with water quality and the school is the same there's there's very good water quality okay which is which is a, a big plus yeah yeah, yeah.
0: That's amazing. we probably kept you for over an hour. I could talk to you for another hour, but i say you have stuff to do. Uh, or maybe we'll get a part two at some stage. But um, um, no, that was amazing. And um, as I said, thanks to you and credit for all the work you do um, over the years and your family do and continue to do. And again, you know, you can f- see the difference. As I said, guys, you, you know, people who are listening, just to check out the Facebook page, you can see, you know, people talking about it. There's videos that mm-hmm. you can see the place. Um and you can listen to the, to the stories of of children as you said having an escape having uh, a bit more you know feel about the future and feel a bit more positive about about maybe doing something with their lives you know because yes. as you said education is huge it is, um yeah. and you know so we take that for granted here I do, I do. and i think when you go over to you know as you said you were probably struck by that being a teacher yourself that they weren't getting the same opportunities so um you know, well done, amazing, it's an amazing project, so yeah, so guys, so it's the Kenyan Education Project, just for those guys who want to check it out on Facebook, um, and you can get in touch with um, Eddie and the, and the guys through there for donations, but yeah, definitely obviously it's, it is a hard year for everyone in regards yes. to charity, so if, you know, it, yes, it's a really good, um, an amazing project, an amazing um, cause. so yeah, if, if you can, contact Eddie through there, or contact me and um as i said we'll be doing a fundraiser hopefully um soon as well for Great. you guys and, and we'll, we'll raise raise some more for you but um i think that's all the questions i think you, i think you um answered them all there okay. uh, and more i think <laughs> so um um yeah. no i appreciate you coming in eddie and taking the time to come in and um and wish you best of luck continued success with with with, with the project and the fundraising um and yeah is there anything else you wanted to mention
1: yeah so thanks michael uh, it's for the opportunity to speak again about the project and as you can see i'm quite passionate about it and yeah it's uh, great and um in spite of the last few years and all the sadness i'm I'm still committed to it and so are so are the others yeah which is nice and um I, i suppose i want to take take the opportunity to thank you for 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 selecting us and doing all your research and that and um, you, you know as much about, as much about as it as I, I do now you, you've done so much research and read up on it but I want I to take, take the opportunity, opportunity obviously as well to thank all, all going down all the years all the people around Killarney and Kerry and who have supported us and whether it's 20 euro or 20 cent or 100 euro whatever it is it doesn't matter yeah. it all makes a difference yeah. it all yeah. adds up and it, 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 it's helping to educate somebody and as you said Uh, it's transformative hopefully transforming somebody's life and you know every year we go out we meet we meet people we meet students past pupils and you know so many of them are successful and they have moved away from the the conditions in the village and the tough challenges there and they've made better lives for themselves and And, yeah and that's the best thing and they're independent yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know when we speak the next time we can chat about some more of those past pupils and that we've supported and what they've made with their lives you give yeah. them a chance it's amazing what they can they, they'll, do
0: they'll run with it and that's the thing and it's amazing that difference as you said you said just before you know it's making this a small change yeah. um just something c- can make literally change the path of somebody yeah. to going from down one road to another road which is much
1: more positive yeah. so It's uh, like the ripple effect when you throw a little stone in the water the 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 impact it has, all the ripples it sets off. Yeah. And it's the same with, with education and yeah. with helping one person. Yeah. You take the pressure off the family. There's money then maybe for somebody else, and by sponsoring one, and if one person gets educated, they can help. Uh, we know of a case where we have the guy do some computing courses when he left, and he now he he got a job, and he was able to he was able to rent his own apartment. A very basic apartment he was earning about 300 euros a month the equivalent he was sending he was paying one third for rent and water and so on and one third he had for himself and the other third he was sending home to his mother to help somebody else in the family some some yeah. some man like. yeah so it's just lovely that yeah. was a lovely story that is a lovely yeah. story and it i think you'll sense.
0: get more and more of these stories over the, the coming years yeah and okay. i think that keeps you going as you said it's been a tough few, few years for you guys so it's it, it gives you fo- it gives you some focus it and, it, and and it kind of keeps you keeps you occupied and it and it feel it's a feel good when you see people like that achieving things that they probably wouldn't have done maybe without without the help from from you and from the people of as you said for people of kerry, kerry and indeed, all yes. the volunteers and everything like that so credit to everyone involved in the project and um and thank you for creating it and founding it okay. and um, i'm sure we'll have a part two at some stage <laughs> and um we'll uh we'll uh, we'll let you know about the fundraising here because we'll definitely do something here and uh yeah best of luck Eddie thanks a yeah. for coming in on a weekend and no um, the
1: best of luck to you and with your work as well I know it's challenging as well but um I'm sure people's uh, everybody still needs to get out there and do some exercise yeah yeah and,
0: keep, keep, keep going it's good for the mind as well you know keeping that so yeah look, yes. as I said everyone's affected by it it's it's just time to adapt and and week to week and say. keep going and look we we have to keep going at some stage you know yes. so um mm-hmm. thanks again um, Eddie and uh, I will talk to you soon and uh, best of luck with everything
1: thank you very much thank
0: you so guys if you liked that episode um, please share tag um it'd be great if you could rate it on Apple podcasts um, and just yeah um, we're 24 episodes in I've got a really really good guest now coming up as well next week um some exciting um, plans for some solo ones as well. So, um, yeah, please um, keep sharing it and I really appreciate appreciate the support um, over the last, um, I don't know how long now I've been running the podcast, but the last while. So thanks again and we will speak to you very soon and looking forward to another one next week. OK, guys, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye bye.